It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is December 5th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of that myself. And you know what? The same goes true for erectile dysfunction. Hey, look, guys. You might think sometimes you maybe had a, too many wines. You know, you got stress in your mind or what have it. And that's why, uh, that's why the little guy there isn't up to the task sometimes. But you know what? That's why you need to check out Roman. All right? Because studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Man, it's so much better than going to CVS or to your own doctor and all that stuff pick up. Just online is such the way to go. But anyways, let, let me get back to telling you about Roman. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. Again, you don't have that awkward uh, wait in line in CVS and they get up there and the lady's like, oh, is this your Viagra? Huh? Okay, is this your Roman? You know, what? No, forget Viagra. They don't allow you to do this. Go with Roman, all right? Because with Roman, there's no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com. Fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Man, that's better than turn around after that lady says that, right? Oh, yeah, is this, is this your Roman here? Is this your... Is this your uh, erectile dysfunction medicine? And the whole place is just looking at you smirking. Yeah, you don't need to deal with that with Roman. You just go online right now and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy to take care. So do it right now, all right? For a free online visit, go to roman.com slash B. That's roman.com slash B for a free online visit. And use the code Bruins. Ah, welcome to another Bruins Beat here on CLS Media. I'm your host, Kenny Murphy, and uh, man, I can't believe it's December already. December 5th, I mean, it's just, this year's flying. We're already past the quarter mark of the NHL season, and uh, get the holidays coming up, and before we know it, I'm going to be sitting in South Bend, hopefully. Uh, I'm planning on it uh, to go see the Boston Bruins play Chicago Blackhawks in the Winter Classic. I'll tell you what, though, uh, and I'll welcome in my, my guest here. And, uh, of course, he's 
I, I don't know what his title is now, though. He has been promoted. He is no longer an intern, but and that is well-deserved because he does kick ass for us here in our Bruins coverage at CLNS and, and producing the Bruins beat, and that is Evan Marinovsky. Evan, how you doing? What's up, Murph? Happy to be here. Yep, not an intern anymore. I think I'm a multimedia producer. It's a multimedia producer. That is what they tell me. That's, they gave me a business card. I feel so official. Uh, they have that on there, so I produce this podcast. Are these shiny orange cards that I got? No, they're not orange. They're white, but they're orange on the back, I think, so it's pretty cool. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think it is two-colored, multicolored cards. That's very right. color, very colorful, very yeah. pops off the page. You know, I bring up the Winter Classic there, you know, and everybody's like, oh, you must be psyched. And, of course, as you know, Evan, I've made it clear to our listeners, too. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. I've never been a South fan. Really stoked to see uh, – Notre Dame Stadium, I mean, I would prefer my first time was for a football game, but I'm not complaining. But I'll tell you what I'm really stoked about is not just the game. Uh, if you noticed, uh, my Irish have made it to the college football playoff. And oh, yes. on Saturday, December 29th in the afternoon in the Cotton Bowl in the semifinals of the playoffs. Uh, and guess who will be watching, hopefully, from a Notre Dame bar in South Bend. Yeah, that would be me. That'd that, be you. That's going to be insanity. I mean, can you imagine watching that game in, like, a, like an actual Notre Dame bar? Uh, that'd, be, that'd be sick. That'd be wild. I, I, think it, I, I might even video it. We might have to post it on CLNS. It could be a oh, yeah. cool little uh, experience out there. But, you know what, we'll have plenty of time as we, we head towards the Winter Classic uh, to get to that. I don't know if we have any listeners from South Bend or, you know, business owners that listen to us. But I'm going to be contacting. I've already contacted some places, and I'm uh, I'm putting it out there now too. You want to get in touch with me um, because we're going to be running some great advertising deals this month uh, for pubs and restaurants and hotels and any anyone in South Bend who thinks they need to utilize our Bruins coverage, both on the podcast here on in on CLNSmedia.com and on Twitter uh, at BruinsCLNS. Uh, to reach all the Bruins fans that will be coming out there. You want to get those fans into your bars? You want them to stay at your hotels? You want them to go to your restaurants? Uh, you want them to do whatever? You you want to advertise with us? Shoot me an email. Murphy Stories Inc. That's M-U-R-P-H-Y-S-T-O-R-I-E-S-I-N-K at gmail.com. Murphy Stories Inc. at gmail.com. And uh, we'll get you a sick deal for the for the next month there and try and drive some business into the Winter Classic for you. Let's get right into the show, though, here. I know you're pressed for time, Evan, as am I. Uh, before we talk some Bruins, I, I want to I just clear some stuff up uh, that happened between uh, Mike Grinnell of Spittin' Chicklets and Barstool Sports, who I did consider a friend, um, and myself on Twitter. And, and, and first off, before I even uh, comment on any of it, the biggest thing I want to say right now is, A, I apologize to Mike, and B, I apologize to to my followers and, and to the, the readers and you know, whoever had to witness that. I don't know if Mike's going to admit it. Afterwards, I felt kind of childish. I don't like getting entrenched in little Twitter spats like that. I like good banter, but I think we both kind of went over the edge there. I'm just as guilty as him and vice versa, in my opinion. So, you know, I'm sorry for that. It was totally unprofessional. That being said, I was informed by you uh, that on the most recent Spit and Chicklets, which, by the way, I'm a big fan of, 
Love great podcast. Well, it's a great podcast. I, I think Rear Admiral's a great guy. I, I don't know Ryan Whitney too well. I, I've, I've crossed paths with him in a, uh, you know, a reporter player uh, atmosphere when he was a player. Um, I, I've met Biz a couple times. We have mutual friends. Uh, I think he's hilarious. I think he's uh, he really is a, a great marketing tool for not just Barstool Sports there, but I, I think he's great for the NHL and they need to utilize him more. And look, I think I think Mike Grinnell is great at what he does. Um, but the problem I had with Mike Grinnell is is twofold here. Uh, he's been taking shots at me before on Twitter. He takes these little subtle shots and jabs at me. And in my opinion, I think, you know, his success is getting to his head a little. And sometimes, I don't know what it is, maybe it's the old school guy in me, maybe it's my age, it rubbed me the wrong way, that here's a kid that's, you know, not too much older than you, Evan, that's just starting to make it in this business. Uh, and I think that's blew his head up a bit, and he starts taking shots at someone like me who's been in the business for a long time, because I am old. Uh, I just didn't appreciate it, and especially considering we had a history. I considered him a friend. We worked together at ESPN New Hampshire. We worked together for Dirty Water Sports. We both helped each other, uh, you know, in, in the business, and I, I tried to be there for him and, and, and give him pointers, as I do with you, and, you know, pass along what little knowledge my little brain has. Um but you know, I, I just didn't appreciate the way he, he talks to me, and then he calls me a delusional fuck. That's what set me off. So that's what happened. Again, I hope we can move on. He did challenge me to a fight in this rough and rowdy thing, and as I told him, I, I think it was uh, – I think that's kind of childish. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm 44 years old. Are we back in high school? We're going out and fighting in the schoolyard? I just think that's stupid. Well, you're 44. I mean, a 44-year-old up against a, however old he is, I think like mid-20s, would be a little little unfair. I think well, that, you know, know, I do have some uh, wonderful trainers I could call upon, uh, namely Mickey Ward. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if I – like you I would said, love you to thought see it was a cool marketing tool, but at the same time, I, I just think in my position where I am in my career and where I am in my life, I think it makes me look – a lot more childish than it's going to make him look childish. It might be good. It might go along with the whole barstool sports and good on them. They found their their niche and all that and that, and that stuff mixes right in with with how they present themselves and good on them. It's been a success. However, I, I just I don't see the benefit in it. Maybe I'll change my mind. Who knows? But at this time, plus the fact I've been having some health issues, I I, I consider myself as far as. Uh, my boxing career, not that I never had one, I consider myself on the IRR right now. Um, but who knows? If this thing blows up again, you never know. But, again, I just think he kind of went over the edge. And, I, you know, I, I don't like going that direction. I apologize for my part. Let's move on. It was great on Twitter. It was – I know you don't love it, but it was it was hot. The tension oh, it was, was fun when we did it. High. It, it was fun when we did it, but then I look back at it and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of putting myself in an objective point of view or even in his point of view or, or the people that support him. And, and I'm kind of looking at him like, all right, I kind of get why they're coming at me. I kind of was a dick there. And, you know, like, but I, I'm not innocent by any means. I think he was an asshole too. Shit happens. Let's move on. Maybe sometime we'll cross paths and we can figure it out. Maybe it leads to a, uh, a fun event. 
for charity or something, who knows? But right now, I'm just not there. But one thing I do want to talk about, and we'll sort of say on the subject of toughness and fighting, uh, is the Bruins' lack thereof. And I, I think this has been common. It's really, you know, fostered into a really hot button issue around Boston here. Um, and obviously, Evan, with the, the culture we have around the Bruins growing up and, the, and the, the way the Bruins have always been known, the big bad Bruins, and how their fans always embrace that, that side of them and the working class side, so to speak. It's not that, you know, Bruins fans and, and reporters that cover the, the team, it's not like we all don't want skill and finesse and speed and, and, and good, solid hockey. And I'm, I'm not saying that I think fighting um, should be like it always used to be. I don't think there should be stage fights. But I still and will always stand by it. There is always room for heated moment fights, and there's always room for intimidation. And as we heard two weeks ago when I had Dennis Seidenberg come on, the players agree. In general, NHL players agree with me on that. And he even went as far as saying every team needs a Tom Wilson. And I was like, whoa, whoa, dude. Yeah, that was wild. Wilson and his stupid brain farts and dirty plays, and he was at it again last week. But I get what he's saying. You're going to think twice when Tom Wilson's on the ice. And right now, nobody's thinking twice when they're on the ice with the Bruins. They look at the Bruins, and it's it's open season on them right now. The Boston Bruins have basically become that little geek in the schoolyard that gets pushed around and beat on by the bullies. And 30 other teams are the bullies right now. And no one fears the Boston Bruins anymore. And I'm not saying they need to go out and sign a goon or somebody's going to stage, get out in the ice and do a stage fight. But I'm damn well saying that they need they have a guy like, you know, and we're going to play a quote here from Bruce Cassidy, they have a guy like Kevin Miller who can be that guy. But the problem is, Evan, let's face it, Kevin Miller's missing a minimum of like 15 games a year, so he's not already yeah. out, you know, and he's been out so much. Before we play this quote from Cassidy, I just want to get your take on this subject because I'm getting a lot of pushback, people saying that I'm an old man and I need to grow up and, you know, get with the times. I'm getting with the times. You can still have these players in the league. What's your take on this? Well, so I think what you really want is, you know, you don't want them to be fully vulnerable, but you also want to trend with the league and that the league is heading towards speed. Now, the tough part is that, you know, right now, as you said, the Bruins are getting bitched around. They're getting dummied. So what I think the Bruins need to sign is a third or fourth line grinder who can hit like crazy, you know, isn't a, a goon, but can hit really well and fight when he needs to. And that's not Joaquin Nordstrom, okay? Like, yeah. Brad Marchand or Tory Marchand. Well, I mean, I'm saying third or fourth line. Yeah. It's great that David Backus comes out and basically says, you know, Joaquin Nordstrom's got balls. He can do everything. He's the jack of all trades. Blah, 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 blah. The bottom line is that Joaquin Nordstrom should not be your tough guy. So, well, neither should David Backus. No, David Backus he is almost away from, uh, you know, brain damage. David Backus is useless. I'm sorry I said it. Oh, he's whoa. Come on, man. He's playing great right now. I disagree. He is. He is, okay? And he's, he's playing all right. He's getting some, some goals here and there. But when it comes down to it, you know, he's not oh, – you know what? Useless is a strong term, okay? I'll say his role has been very diminished. On the ice, he's still a leader in the locker room. I understand that. He's a vet. I, I respect all that. Great. The problem is, on the ice, he can't hit the way he used to. 
He has brain damage, as we, as you said, and the goal scoring touch is pretty much gone. I mean, the goal he got the other night against uh, the Red Wings, you know, a goal is a goal. I get it. And I tweeted it, and I said, you know, throw the puck on net, but it, you know, went off like three different people in the back of the net. At any rate, they need a tough guy on the third or fourth line, not a second or first line guy. They need a tough guy on the third or fourth line. That's my take. Yeah, I'm with you. And, I mean, by the way, I I think it's the Bruins, and I forget the other team, but they, you know, I think it's the Rangers, right? Last I checked, they're tied for the league in, in fighting majors. But like we both just said, the problem is those guys leading the way in the fights are Brad Marshall and Tory Krug and Joaquin Nordstrom. I mean, those aren't the guys. But, look, I asked I asked uh, head coach Bruce Cassie about this on Monday and about the difficulty of actually finding the guy that we're describing right now. Is he still out there? And I thought an interesting point, Evan, where he talks about the thing is it starts in the draft. They're not drafting those guys anymore. They're drafting small, skilled guys because – and speedy guys, because that's the way the league is going. But I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if Cam Neely uh, and Bruce Cassidy are behind closed doors saying to Don Sweeney, be like, look, man, you put together a good team, and I think, you know, they're a contending team. We like what you've done with the system. But we need you to do a third-round pick on one of these guys we're talking about here, and we need you to do this. But let's hear what Cassidy had had to say here. How hard is it to find sort of maybe that guy? It's not enforcing necessarily – the guy that can play that role for you, and yet a guy that you don't want, uh, I mean, as opposed to having Marshy do it or Krug or Nordy, you know, that can find that balance. Is it is that still there in the NHL? Yeah, it is. I mean, Kevin Norris is a full-time player, of course. And he's missing, obviously, he'll do it. Uh, I think back still has it, you know, with the intensity mm-hmm. concussion, so it's, it's not as automatic as maybe when he was 27 years old and whatnot. Noel will certainly do it. Wagner, so uh, we, we have some good soldiers there. It's just, I think it's getting legislated out of the league a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think teams' rosters, how you draft, has changed a little bit. So you're getting smaller, more skilled guys that are coming up through the system. So you have less even in the pipeline. So I mean, if every team is the same, that's just the, the way that the game is trended. Well, I still think, of, I think every GM will tell you they want that six foot two, 210 pound guy that can play on the edge and score and, and, and keep the other team honest. It's, so, you know, Evan, like he said there, those guys don't grow on trees. Uh, and he did point out, like I said earlier, that Kevin Miller is that guy for them. But, you know, as we both agree, the guy misses too many games. Um, it sounds to me, I don't know about you, but it sounds to me like Cassidy agrees with us. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing is I don't know if I'd use a third-round pick to, a pick on him. I think I would go more low-round, um, you know, those guys, as you said, they may not grow on trees, but they're not that difficult to find. They aren't that much money. They sort of get passed around the league like a used tissue. So for I me, we're talking about the same type of guy, though. Evan. I'm talking about the guy that can contribute a, a bit more than these guys that kind of bounce around. Oh, see, I'm talking about bouncing around, guys. Yeah. I, I, I think I want Milan Lucic back when he came into the league. That's what I want. Well, yeah, I mean, but I don't think Lucic or a guy like him could contribute at the level Lucic did in today's NHL. I mean, maybe. You know, Tom Wilson does pretty well goal-scoring-wise. But, I, you know, I think that, as you said, it's going to be much tougher to find than I think most people think. I think people think they can just kind of slot in a guy and he'll work on the first or second line. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, big guys around the league are not having a good time this year. I mean, as you said, I know he's getting older, but look at Lucic. Mm. Look at that. I mean, that is a mess up in Edmonton. So, for me, I would add a guy on the third or fourth line who 
you know, can contribute max like 10 goals a year. Um, but mainly solid hitter, four checks really well, imposing presence, and can fight when needs to, and is an actual good fighter and, and is on the team partially too far. Joaquin Nordstrom, again, I can't reiterate that enough. Every time I see Joaquin Nordstrom drop the gloves, I give a little pat on the back for respect, but I'm also like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, sooner or later, we don't know when it's going to be right now, but one guy they're going to need to protect uh, just because of the, the the injury history, he's already racked up here. I mean, last year was a heart ailment. And, and this year it's a concussion, and that's McAvoy. And, yes, he's making progress. He practiced full contact. Um, I didn't check, actually, if he did today or not. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. I didn't check if he did at practice again in Florida. We know he's not playing against the Panthers, likely not playing against the Lightning. Um, could see action, from what I'm told, uh, on Saturday against Toronto at home. Um, oh, there it is. He said, okay, so – he won't play on the road trip, according to Cassie. He did practice again on Tuesday, um, which is great news. But this is something, obviously, you don't rush. Um, but this has been weird, man, for McAvoy. I mean, I was talking with Joe Haggerty on the way home from practice Monday. And I'm like, you know, think about it. This guy's only been in the league for, like, you know, a, a season and, like, a fifth of a season. You know, like, one point yeah. seasons here. And he's already dealt with a heart ailment. He missed, what, like two or three weeks from that? He's missed, like, three weeks from this concussion. I mean, he, A, I, I credit him because he's handling this so well, and he's not letting frustration get the best of him. At least that's what he's showing us. Um, but B, like, man, you know, like, how is this going to affect the contract talks for him? Not that I don't think he's worth uh, a hefty second contract, but – you wonder, I mean, are the Bruins going to kind of use that against him in negotiations? Yes. Yes. He's, he's, now he has history of concussions. Like, absolutely. He's 20 years old, and he has, now he has a concussion. He's been out for some time. He's had a heart ailment last year. You know, he's not an in, you know, this could just be chance. You know, he, he's not officially, you know, an injury bug guy. You know, like a Kevin Miller, like you can count on him being out for several games every year, but – you know, all signs point to it. I mean, again, it was, you know, we're a year and a fifth into his career, and already this kid has a concussion problem. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry. One concussion is a problem. So, yeah. you know, for me, that takes possibly a million dollars off his yearly salary in the future. Not this year, but in the future. Because you don't know with this kid. You really don't. And he has all the talent in the world. Great skater. Moves the puck well. This and that. He's great, but the problem is again the injury history, and I don't think that I don't think the Bruins are going to want to you know guarantee all that money to someone who's consistently injured. And not saying that he's consistently injured, but he you know as I said and to reiterate, he continues to have injury problems. Yeah, and I mean look, you look at the Bruins overall picture now going forward, like big picture, they've got a ton. They've got what three big players coming up at the end of their. Uh, their entry-level contract. You know, you did a little write-up on CLNS Media uh, talking about one of our sponsors, The Athletic, and, and the piece they did uh, where they did a, a list of, you know, teams that are really set up well for the, the future, and they ranked the, the Bruins uh, number four. Um, you know, well, that's only if you can keep those guys, right? 
So yeah. Think, I mean, considering they have all those guys and now you factor in McAvoy's injury, I think for sure that the Bruins, and it's not a slap at McAvoy, it's just it's a business. They're going to use that against him, and they're going to they're going to try and take something off of that second-year contract of McAvoy going forward. And what's tough is there's so many teams out there that are desperate for uh, solid number one defensemen, and they would pay the extra million that the Bruins wouldn't for McAvoy despite the concussion history because they need a defenseman of his caliber so badly. I mean, that... But the Bruins need to. I mean, he is their future stuff. Well, yes, 100%. You know, I mean, he, he, maybe he'll play it on the air, but that's it. I mean... McAvoy's the man. I mean, this is this is the next Ray Bork in my eyes for the Boston Bruins. You can't screw this up. But I wonder what's going to happen now with these injuries. Yeah, I mean, the inj- the injuries look awful. I- I'm sorry, they do. And it was, I, it was a lot of people were talking about this on Twitter this week, and it's just like, oh my god, like this guy well, really does. That's all I say right there. All right, you know. We're going to talk about the Quan here, and we show the money, all right, buddy? Like, you show Charlie McAvoy the money despite these injuries. Do you disagree? Um, you saying give him the initial – like, don't take into account the injury history? I Is say you're going to say screw it, and you got to give him the money. I think he, I think he, he gets 5.5 to 6.5 a year in his next contract. Whether The one thing I wonder, though, is, all right, we'll give you the money – but we're doing a bridge. And the other thing you got to factor in, too, when this contract comes up and those other contracts as well, and I think there's a strong indication uh, that we very well could be looking at another lockout is that another lockout is likely coming. Uh, there's a reason that when they announced Seattle as a new franchise, it's a 30-second franchise on Tuesday, there's a reason they're starting in 2021. And that's because yeah. the expires the year before. And next year, both sides have a, a chance to opt out next September. It's not looking good in that respect. Um, so I'm interested to see if maybe they do a bridge deal instead. But, you know, it, it was just really interesting to see them rank that high in that athletic column. And, I, you know, I want to remind our listeners out there right now, uh, go to the athletic. I, you know, of course, I, I'm, a, I'm a little partisan because my, my good friend and my, my former colleague at ESPN Boston is now covering the Bruins from them. That's Joe McDonald, along with Fudo Shinzawa. Uh, who used to be in the Globe, um, but this is, I love their content there. If you're looking for a longer read, it's the place to go. Um, it's one of those, you know, look, one of the things that inspired me to become a, a, a hockey journalist, Evan, and, you know, maybe this is a little TMI here, but it's just, you know, opening up that Sunday dupes hockey notes on the can after a long night of drinking. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That, that's what it's, Our kitchen, kicking back on the couch, watching football with my buddies at UMass, you know, and, and, and reading the hockey notes when the Patriots weren't playing. I mean, that's what, that's, what, that's what motivated me. That's one of the reasons I became a hockey writer and wanted to write, you know. And the Athletic has all that style of writing there. They, they do a great job of getting in depth. Um, it's a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. The model is simple. No ads, no pop-ups, no autoplay videos. Instead, readers subscribe for authentic, in-depth coverage written by journalists who know their teams inside and out. Coverage will go beyond game recaps and trade speculation to provide smarter analysis and deeper perspective about teams and leagues. And subscribers have access to local and national content with more than 650 to 700 news stories published every week across all sports. You listen to us right now, 
you want to go over to theathletic.com slash BruinsBeat and use the code BruinsBeat, and you'll get 40% off, $2.99 a month. Go check it out. You won't regret it. Evan, do you subscribe to The Athletic? Yeah, I actually do. I read, I'm not even kidding. I read it every day, and I put it in the write-up. I do have time. <laughs> well, I re, it's funny. Like, I, I'm i not a huge – I'm part of the generation that, you know, I read a lot, but my generation really doesn't. And yeah. so a lot of times I'll just scroll through articles and just skim them because, yeah. you know, I'm all about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. But the funny thing about The Athletic, and I wrote this in the write-up, was that it was just like – you know, when I first got it, I was like, oh, these are like actual stories. Like, they're not articles. They're not like practice reports. They're not boring pieces on like the third-line left winger. They're like actual stories. So if they're going to talk about the third-line left winger, they go into detail about where he's from and like a feature piece on him. And then, you know um, – Ken Rosenthal has his baseball notes every day. Like, I love that. I know this is a hockey podcast, but let's be real. Those are dope. And it's just, like, it's something fun to read when I, you know, before I go to bed every night, I check it and, you know, read a story or two, and you know, I, make a, I make a note of it. And during a boring class, if any of my friends or any college kids are listening to this, this is a boring class you have, a boring lecture, God damn get the athletic. It is unbelievable. It gets you right to the class. <laughs> sure, the professors love that one. Hey, listen. Before we let you go, I know you're pressed for time. you got to get to class. Evan, uh, just your thoughts. That, you know, they're, they're at the quarter mark here. This is a pretty big week right now. Uh, of course, we're recording this on Tuesday, and by the time everyone will have heard this, they would have played Florida, an Atlantic Division opponent. Then they go to Tampa, another Atlantic Division opponent. And then they come home to face the Maple Leafs on Saturday, who now, of course, have William Nylander uh, back in the lineup by then, I'm imagining. Um this is a huge week, and, you know, we're really getting into the dog days of the season here. Um, but we know the Bruins have been injury-riddled. But let's just say they finally get healthy here in the next week or two. Um, is this a cup-contending team or no? Yes. Yeah, wow. they are. If they get healthy, yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, you have two – all right, you have two great goalies right now, okay? Rask has got to the point where he's back, okay? Can't hit on Rask anymore. Uh, he's been fine. He's been fine. So, so it was a lock. On defense, you know, as you start to get these guys back, the tough part is, you know, Miller's going to be out until January. Uh, Char was out, is going to be out a little while. So you're not going to get him back super, you know, current. But overall, you know, yeah, I mean, if you get McAvoy back, you know, Erho back in nine, I don't know when he's coming back at all, but you, know, you already have Carlo. This is a cup contending team. This should be a cup contending team. Now, the tough part is, the Sabres are really good. I know, you know, you had your spat with the Sabres this week. But the Sabres are good. Um, but I wonder how long it's going to last. You have to wonder that. And that's what people wondered in Vegas last year. Obviously, they defied all the odds. With the Sabres, it's weird because, you know, they don't have a lot of proven winners on that team. So I don't know how long it's going to last. I'd, you know, they're an exciting team. They're fun to watch. I'd love to see some more competition in the Atlantic. Um, but overall... Yeah, the Bruins should be cup contenders. They have the team. They have the young guys. They have the vets. They have the goaltending. Put it together. I don't think it's going to be these next couple weeks. I think it's going to be after the Winter Classic when things start to take shape. Because, I mean, last year they had a great, like, end of December into early March. I think it's going to be the same this year, except it'll be after the Winter Classic. They sort of hit their their full stride. What about you? I mean, I think they still need to go out and get another defenseman because clearly they are having a lot of injury 
uh, bad luck. And I, I think with the type of injury that McAvoy has, it, it could very well come back. And I think they, need, they still need that other second line forward there. And I, I, and I also think they need to go out and get that guy we started off the show talking about with. They've they got to get some toughness. Even with Chara back, I still want one of those players that we were talking about. I don't want somebody with the brain farts that Tom Wilson has, but I want somebody who brings that intimidation. So I think Don Sweeney's got to get cracking, and I think he should do it soon. I don't wait to the deadline again this year and then get bent over and have to give up a ton of, you know, prospects or draft picks. They don't have a draft pick to give up anyhow, right? Uh, so, you know, they they got to make they got to make this happen soon. And they need someone with toughness. I know someone at Barstool. He's a producer of Spit and Chicklets. I think he'd be a great guy on that fourth line for toughness. I'm not 100% sure. Sources tell me. Producer of Spit and Chicklets, great toughness, fourth line grinder. I think it'd be great. Who the hell are you talking about? That'd be uh, Mike Grinnell. Really? I don't know about yeah. that. that. That's nah, I don't, That's not what they're looking for. I think he's more finesse. <laughs> he's more finesse. I, I, mean, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I don't know about that, buddy. But anyhow, um, I just think they need to go out and uh, they need to they need to make some moves now and get ahead of the the pack there and, and not wait till you know teams are able to drive their prices up. So we'll see what Don Sweeney does. I'll tell you one thing to keep an eye on. I, I don't know what there is to it. George McPhee, I know he 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 has a residence around here and he's got family around here, but he has been scouting a lot of Bruins games. Uh, the general manager of the Vegas Gold Knights and the New York Rangers have had a ton of scouts in the last month at TD Garden. I've noticed that. So do what you want with that. I'm just putting it out there. We'll see what happens. Listen, Evan, get the class, kid, and uh, we will talk to you down the road. Appreciate all the work you do here for the Bruins Beat. Thank you. Sounds good. All right. I'm Jimmy Murphy. This has been another edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLMS Media. Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you next week. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcast, or find us on www.clnsmedia.com. 